we traveled in Europe. We went to Amsterdam and we called. We called and talked to a lot of folks and they're like, yeah, we're totally accessible. We get there. They're five steps into the hotel. Five steps. We couldn't do that. So at that time, we were sitting outside the hotel with our luggage, calling people and saying, we need to find another hotel that day. Welcome to For the Love of Mesa, the show where you get to meet our makers, the people who are turning Mesa, Arizona into the hottest hotspot in the Southwest. Mesa, that's what I feel, free, free, free. I'm Brian Nissen. Have you ever thought of what's required to plan a vacation if you're in a wheelchair, or blind, or had an autistic child? As you're about to hear, it takes a lot of work but it's getting a lot better, especially here in Mesa. And you're about to find out why. Mesa native Troy Kotzer became the first deaf man to receive an Oscar for his performance as Frank Rossi in the movie Coda. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil the ending, so go forward a minute. Frank and his wife Jackie, played by Marley Matlin, are deaf parents with a hearing child. A coda named Ruby. Frank and Jackie don't really understand why Ruby wants a career in music. Their family fishing business depends on her ability to communicate. That's how they've always seen it, anyhow. When she sings at a school talent show, Frank and Jackie spend a lot of time looking at the audience to get a feel for how she's doing. Her voice is beautiful, but they lack the ability, in essence, the access to feel and understand that. In the movie's climactic moment, Ruby auditions for the Berkeley School of Music. Her parents sneak into the balcony to watch. So this time, as she sings, she signs for them. Every bit as beautifully as she carries the tune. And so for the first time, Frank and Jackie understand her gift. They feel it. What has changed? Access. Ruby's signing gave her parents access to her dream. It's a powerful moment. On the topic of accessibility, Troy's hometown and Visit Mesa have an audacious goal. To become the most accessible city in the nation. That's Allison Brooks, Visit Mesa's Vice President of Destination Experience and Advocacy. So when you talk about becoming the most accessible city, what, what does that mean? From the planning stages all the way through the experience, we're looking for ways to remove barriers and make it a little bit more easy um, for everybody. And at top of mind are those with disabilities. For Allison, it's a no-brainer. It's really just about being truly inclusive. So we partnered with Wheel the World. Wheel the World is the leader in making travel accessible for those with disabilities. Not just here in the States, but across the globe. They are literally wheeling the world. Arturo Gawana is one of its founders. Our like big moonshot is to allow millions of travelers with disabilities to travel to thousands of destinations around the world. Moonshot indeed. And Arturo's job is right where the rubber meets the road. My role in the company is the curation of all the listings that you see on the website, from, you know, like a half-day tour to a multi-day trip in Iceland. Bring up some pictures of Iceland and imagine trying to create accessible adventures there. 
But that's exactly what Wheel the World is doing in exotic and less exotic locations across the globe. How did this become your thing? Of all the things, places that you could have ended up, why are you doing this? Arturo explained that not too long ago, he had grown tired of working for a big corporation. But that job gave me the opportunity to travel a lot around the world. So I just, I kind of like get, got addicted to it. Having been bitten by the travel and adventure bug, one day Arturo opened up Facebook to see a video that had gone viral. It featured a couple of his friends. Salvador and Camilo uh, did this crazy trip hiking for the first time ever a world-class trail in Patagonia with someone in a wheelchair. Patagonia, the bottom of the world. Mud, rain, snow, and steep climbs. 25 miles, a crew of 20 people, and one man in a specialized wheelchair. The park managers told them, you're crazy. We've never seen a wheelchair here. But they did it. The video captivated Arturo. Arturo's response was immediate. I just called him like, dude, what do you need? Dude, what do you need? The five words that launched Wheel the World. Organizing and participating in the excursions that followed brought clarity. And that just gave us enough motivation and understanding that there was a huge gap in the market. And like, somebody needs to fix this. And we just went game on, like, okay. So we started the company in the first days of 2018. Two years later, they were winners at the World Summit Awards, which honors digital innovations that improve society. Wheel the World is just the latest partnership in Visit Mesa's quest to become America's most accessible city. We are the first city to partner with Ira, which is an app for people who are blind or low vision. We also work with Threshold 360 and have uh, 360 degree videos, virtual tours, if you will, of 60 locations. Allison showed me how these videos help those who are disabled. So it begins with the parking lot because it's really important to know that if you're driving in, for example, you need to know like what is the situation? How am I going to get in from, you know, the parking lot into the building? What do the doors look like? How do I get inside? What does it look like? And while you were talking here, you just kept clicking Mm -hmm. uh, on the video and it kept advancing you forward Mm -hmm. up to the front doors and into the lobby. And so they can actually see, oh, there's stairs there. How am I going to negotiate that? Yes. And right there, you're showing that there is a ramp next to the stairs Mm -hmm. and into the bathroom which is a major Mm -hmm. one for people with disabilities they need to know well that will it be a Mm walk-in shower is there a little lip on the shower Mm -hmm. are there bars etc so Mm -hmm. it's just it's so good to be able to actually see it and kind of visualize yourself there and for those who might need help but don't present themselves as disabled we uh, have the hidden disability sunflower program here in mesa where someone can pick up a green lanyard bright green and it's got yellow sunflowers all over and they can wear this lanyard and then throughout the city it's recognized as hey that person has a hidden disability and i want to be a little extra helpful when i encounter them and it was yet another partnership which allowed mesa to become the first autism certified city Allison says this is all part of Visit Mesa's slogan and mission. We are city limitless, but now we want people to feel limitless when they are here, right? Live life limitless. It's this level of thought and planning that has completely changed traveling for people like A.J. Nanyakara, 
who's confined to a wheelchair. I have to ask, how does that make you feel when you see that a city has gone to that trouble? It's amazing. Um, it is, uh, you know, and, and my wife and I, we've traveled all over the world and we've been to places where the physical accessibility is there, uh, but then just the community awareness is not completely there. What VisaMesa is doing and why we're excited about this is you're pairing the physical accessibility and now you're putting the people into it too and saying we welcome people with disabilities. AJ's wife, Kelly, feels the same. My goodness, from the time that we went into the hotel to the smile that we were greeted with to double-checking to make sure our room was all right for us, it just made us feel like we're seen as people. We're not just seen as, you know, a couple with someone who's in a wheelchair. I got hurt when I was 20 years old. I was working out in a martial arts school, and I got flipped backwards, and I landed on my head. and. Um, I've been in a wheelchair ever since, uh, that was in 1994, and um, I'm not able to walk, I'm paralyzed from the chest down, I'm not able to move my fingers. So people see that I'm in a wheelchair, but they don't see a lot of the other stuff, right? Not being able to move my fingers. There's also internal issues, for instance, I'm not able to sweat. So if I'm not able to sweat to cool yourself down, you have to prepare. And you, you know, how do we get ice? How do we get towels to keep this person cool? while they're out there doing kayaking or out in the campsite. So these are all the things, that, the considerations that go through my mind when I'm planning traveling or going to a place that I'm not used to. Years ago, ice and towels were the least of AJ and Kelly's troubles. You know, everybody, all of us who've traveled know that it, it takes a while to plan travel, but for us, we can't find information on a website. You know, so we actually have to call hotels and say, are you wheelchair, what do you mean by wheelchair accessibility? Can you actually go and measure the door width? Can you actually tell me if there's a step into your hotel or if there's a threshold in the bathroom that a wheelchair actually can't get over? How accessible really is it? Most people don't know what that means. So we literally would call every hotel and ask for these things. We, um, when we traveled in Europe, we went to Amsterdam and we called. We called and talked to a lot of folks and they're like, yeah, we're totally accessible. We get there, there are five steps into the hotel. Five steps, we couldn't do that. So at that time, we were sitting outside the, the um, hotel with our luggage, calling people and saying, we need to find another hotel that day. We've gone to places where the bathroom wasn't even accessible. So thank goodness I had those little discs that you move furniture with. Yeah. I had to have AJ transfer to a chair so I could push him into the bathroom so he could actually use the bathroom because it truly wasn't accessible. They put the dam in Amsterdam. Yeah. Didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Saving that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just think I'm going to use this one of these days. <laughs> but then just a few years ago, everything changed. AJ and I were talking about traveling, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of planning, but maybe, just maybe there's something out there. So I just Googled it, and Will the World popped up. And yeah. I found it, and I remember, like, scrolling, and I went, oh, this is exactly what we were looking for. Oh, wow. And I was like, AJ, come here. Look at this. Look at this. And we spent the next hour just scrolling through the website, talking about the experiences. And I was just like, oh, my, this is, this is what we need. This is the gateway. This is that door opening. And for AJ and Kelly, the door opened wide. We just went to Peru, where the destination is just not accessible. It's not very wheelchair friendly. Ooh, but I can the, see Machu Picchu might right, be Right, I went to Machu Picchu, but... The, <laughs> Did you? I thought I was being funny. No, they went to Machu Picchu. The couple vexed by flat Amsterdam ascended Peru's stairway to heaven. On a trip planned through Wheel the World. 
That's where AJ and Kelly met Arturo. And not only did they climb a mountain in Machu Picchu. We did some cycling down the Andes. We started at, I think, 14,000 feet and, and cycled all the way down to 9,000 feet. So it was a lot of coasting, and it was amazing. And then we went kayaking on a lake, so the people make it accessible. The people make it accessible. People are the indispensable ingredient. This fact has emboldened Arturo and Wheel the World. Sometimes when I uh, have chats with like tour operators or, or tourism offices, and they're like, no, 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 but this is very inaccessible. Like, that's not possible. It's not doable. And I'm like, we're running trips in Machu Picchu. Because of people, people. But the technology that drives Wheel the World is pretty awesome, too. And it was born out of a particular moment. We got together in February, last week of February of 2020, to plan like the next two years. And there was this amazing post-it wall with like plans and ideas, like we're going to go here and there. And boom, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You're done. And yeah. we're like, wow. Just as it did for so many others, COVID forced innovation. COVID pushed us to get very creative and start developing the technology that, uh, that was going to enable us to go to places without being there. That way we, we developed all of our uh, proprietary technology that we have today. Wheel the World proved to have true grit. We're like cucarachas, nothing kills us. Uh. <laughs> A good thing for AJ and Kelly. And they're not alone. In fact, 15% of the world's population have some sort of disability. And Allison says there's something else to consider. Other things like hidden disabilities uh, may not even be included in that number. And here's something else to stir into the mix. If you add senior people, they are not disabled, but they require accessibility, then the number is just huge. By 2050, it is expected that around 50% of the world's population is going to be over 65 years old. And the prevalence of accessibility needs in that part of the population is huge. So it's a big opportunity in general for for, for hum humankind. Arturo uses an important word. It's not a disaster or even a challenge. It's an opportunity. AJ says, here's part of the reason why. When we travel, we travel with family and friends, right? When we went to Peru, there were six of us. And, uh, and there's a core group of eight that we love to travel together. So if you put in, they want to travel with their families and their spouses and their friends. That is a huge, huge market to tap into. For both Wheel the World and Visit Mesa, it's good business, as well as an opportunity to do good. I always correct people when they tell me, oh, your startup is so cool, such a niche a market. And I'm like, no, this is not a niche market. This is a huge gap in society and in the market. And, um, and, and the, the opportunity is huge for everyone because at the end of the day, we, we like it or not. As a consequence of aging, each one of us will require accessibility at some point in our lives. So we need to fix this. People like AJ couldn't be more appreciative of what Visit Mesa is doing. Just knowing that this environment and the people here are ready to just be patient and welcoming, that is a huge step in me just being able to relax and not add the anxiety on top of everything that I'm already going through. Kelly agrees. 
to be able to go on these uh, wonderful activities and events um, and take that burden away from us and make us feel more welcome to where we actually get to go on vacation and just enjoy it. That's amazing, and that's such a gift. As AJ and Kelly and so many others have learned, making a destination accessible all comes down to people. I asked Allison what motivates her to do it. I got two boys, and you know, I couldn't tell you what in the world I gave them for Christmas just a few months ago. Like, you know, but the one thing that they will tell you and I will tell you is that the travel builds memories and that you can never take those away. They can tell me what we did when they were five years old and the trip that we took. So that's what keeps me like driven and, and wants me to be able to make this world as accessible as possible, at least here in Mesa, so that you all can have those memories through travel. Making memories through travel. It's all part of Mesa becoming City Limitless. For Visit Mesa and for the love of Mesa, I'm Brian Nissen. What's on the schedule today? They're going to Tortilla Flats. Tortilla, oh, tortilla Flat, yeah. Uh, that's, that's our own Machu Picchu. That's as close oh, as yeah. we got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>